I'm Danica Juarez. And I'm Jan James. And this is How's It Hold Up? Hi, I'm Danica. And I'm Jan. And I'm Valerie. And today we watched the Walter Lance cartoon, Jolly Little Elves. Yep. (laughs) (laughs) I like how you said that. This short is a retelling of the elves and the shoemaker. And yeah, it just follows that. Like, that's what the story is. That's a synopsis for it, is that it's the elves Mm -hmm. and the shoemaker. A few cartoon shenanigans. It's a a bit of a musical, so they're singing. Um, but, But yeah, it's a pretty straightforward retelling of the elves and the shoemaker overall uh the main the main difference is just that i believe in in that story when they try to compensate the elves the elves like run away and and because they don't want didn't want to be acknowledged and like don't come back or something and that doesn't happen here they they try to uh reward the elves and the elves are like okay yeah we'll eat donuts so like there's that what do we think of this short it was interesting to see a short that's not from Fleischer, Disney, or Warner Brothers. This was the Universal. Yeah, the Walter Lance. I think, think he might have have founded his own studio at this point, but he's like doing contract work and stuff. So yeah, it's a Universal Pictures cartoon. Is the producer, I guess, and Walter Lance and his crew created it. Uh, yeah, there's some choices that I wasn't a fan of. Uh, the designs of the characters were, eh. It wasn't awful, but it's probably not something I'd want to watch again. I'm actually with you. I think you hit the nail on the head. It's not that anything, the animation overall was okay. Uh, this, you know, the storyline was okay, but I wasn't a huge fan of the character designs necessarily and then some choices they made were outright horrible which i know we'll talk about but um and so unnecessary it's like really uh but yeah so i don't know i'm just kind of meh um to contrast y'all's opinion uh, i i also generally it's fine um I I wanted to see cartoons from other studios yeah. and this was one of the the better ones from Walter Lance and also was in color. And I, I kind of have enjoyed exploring the different ways people are doing color uh, at, at this point in time. Uh, but uh, to contrast our lukewarm opinion, this cartoon was nominated at the seventh Academy Awards for best animated short film. It <laughs> wow. didn't win, but that it was nominated suggests like enjoyment on a level greater than we felt. <laughs> hmm. Well, yeah. What were the other Shorts, I wonder. I'm sure Disney was in there. I, I don't know. I don't have a list. Which one? The seventh annual? Yeah, seventh Academy Awards. Oh, okay. So there were three. Uh, all right. So Jolly Little Elves was up against Holiday Land by Charles Mintz. And then The Tortoise and the Hare by Walt Disney, which is the one who won, of course. Uh, last year was Three Little Pigs, the, the previous year. Yeah, and The Tortoise and the Hare... Um, I, I, it's, it's a release date, very, uh, what it's listed as varies a little bit, whether it's December or January. And I currently have it like slotted for January. So we're not going to watch that for a little bit, uh, but we will watch it. <laughs> um, it's, it's not, it's one of the ones that's a definitely on the list, not a maybe on the list. So. Yeah. Yeah. We should, uh, 
remember to call back. Um, yes. How is this against? I recently watched it. It's better than this. Yeah. <laughs> I am not surprised. I'm um, not surprised. Yeah, I think this one's greatest sin is just that it's kind of boring. Um, it's, for the most part, not terribly offensive, um, but it's just kind of slow moving and dull. Um, it not generally awfully so but also it's just there's not a lot of energy here the most energy you get is from the songs which are definitely kind of catchy and still playing in my head right now but um along with what you're saying with that wait 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 let me say let's get specific now please continue (laughs) yeah in what you refer to uh in when we were in the opening it's not that there was anything bad but like at this point in in our journey with watching shorts i would expect a lot more out of a short and animation in general as far as movements fluidity of movement variety of movement and there was still a lot i do i do think that overall this short is quite fluid it does compensate somewhat by having a lot of repetitive actions i think that's why i was thinking i just felt like it yeah i think that in my brain is why I, I was feeling like it's not, was not as fluid as others because there I, I were think just it's still a lot of repetition. I think if you're comparing it like to Warner Brothers, I think it is more fluid. Okay. Um, it's definitely not on the level of Disney because Disney has the highest budget at this point and just the most talented animators. Um, but like, yeah, I, th- I think I think there's a lot of fluidity here, which I imagine is part of what made people enjoy it and, and got it anywhere close to being uh, a winner at the Academy Awards. But yeah, it, it makes up for it with a lot of repetition and just kind of slowness, I guess. No, what you said, like it, it lacks energy. There's yeah. a lot of things that like, I think a, an elf like flips up in the air a few times and it's, Kind of excruciatingly slow. Oh yeah, that shot in particular. Yes, it is very. It's not just that it's flipping, but the like shoe whatever underneath it is being like pulled, and yes. it, both actions are so slow and takes so much longer than it feels like it should take. Yeah. So so certain things don't have the energy that it should have. And what I also didn't like was the repetitive character designs in the same shot. They mm. had a number of different designs, but a lot of times there would be like three or four characters in a shot and like three of them would be the same guy doing the same thing. And I wish there was a diversity there, even if there were still the same number of designs overall. Yeah. Yeah. And I know this sounds so funny, but a long story, they, when the elf first came in and it comes in and it opens, you know, they open the window for the elf. And then the whole time that they were sitting there dunking donuts and and enjoying, you know, whatever, the little meager meal that they have left with the elf, the window's open. And all the way until the elf leaves, the window's open and they're going to bed. And all, you know, and the thing is, to me, that is that is a silly flaw because especially even back in this time and age, we all know. When you're talking winter, there's snow outside. If you had a window open, you would have lost all the heat that you generated almost, and you would have made it cold. And you're talking about this poor old couple. It's not like they have lots of... I mean, it's just stupid. It's like, why would you do that? <laughs> because so the they whole, wanted the elf to jump back over to it and out the window. Which is so silly. Because, and because the whole time, all I could think of is that window's open, this poor old couple I wish is the elf had like pulled it closed as he swung out. I think that would have been a nice capper to it. But instead, we never see it actually get closed. Yeah, I think I, too, was also annoyed that they didn't close the window all while that (laughs) that scene was happening. But 
Uh, at least it was consistent between the whenever the elf left, we didn't see them close the window, and then it was closed when the elves came back, and that was like I would have liked to have seen that connected. Yeah, it's not like super important. It's just the little things, you yeah. know that that grate at you. Yeah. Um, what do we think of of the characters as they are? Which is the old lady, the old man, and the elves. One of which seems to have a particular voice. Well, I mean the 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 old couple certainly seem to be generous. I what what got me is that there's this donut is all they have left, and and they've made a point of letting you know it's it's so hard that they drop it and it breaks and shatters a plate, which is one of the few visual gags that I quite enjoyed. Yeah, just like a subtle little like they drop it, the plate shatters, and you're like, oh, okay, that's a very hard donut. <laughs> yes, and so then the old man breaks it in half, but a, a much bigger half. Sorry, and I also liked that gag. Because he's, like, kind of sing-talking as he does it. And he, like, elongates the the word that he's on as he's, like, trying to hear. He's like, and then he finishes it and keeps singing, which was cute. Yeah, yeah. And, yeah, and so gives the bigger half to this little bitty elf and then breaks. And, and he and his wife just have half of the smaller half each. Yeah, they each, quarter, they each have each a fourth quarter, and they yeah. gave a half to yeah. the elf. Then later when they got wealth and so forth, they seem to, you know... I uh, really want to be able to pay back the elves. So, I mean, so they stay nice with their kind character. But other than that, they didn't really do much. I mean, it was just kind of boring, like you all were saying. Even when the queen or somebody comes in and people come in to buy the shoes, it was just like one. They made a big deal about all these shoes then were, you know, the whole town came in. You could have even had a bigger crowd, crowd scene, you know, or yeah. something. No, that's a good point to to give it more energy. Like, I think that really described it this lacked energy definitely what do you guys think of the voice acting for the one elf in particular that like that like has a, a notable voice it was fine she probably the, the voice actress is yeah yes. she sounded like a little kid but that made sense it's a little elf not outstanding i guess yeah i think it was okay um, her name is Bernice Hansen, and this is the first time in the sh- shorts that I've been watching that I've heard her voice pop up. Um, she ends up becoming pretty prolific in the late 30s, um, doing basically this exact voice. <laughs> she, she basically is, like, the go-to, especially for Warner Brothers, for, like, little kid slash girl. Like, mm-hmm. cute, if you want a cutesy voice... This is who you go to. Uh, And she only kind of stops being popular because Warner Brothers kind of moves away from even using those characters Mm -hmm. with their humor into the 40s and on. Um, But yeah, like, you're going to hear more of her. Oh, that's (laughs) interesting. That's neat. Um, And and yeah, she basically just always does exactly this voice, but she's, you know, given more to do than, than she is in this particular short. Yeah. Um, Yeah. Well, we will hear her again. You just avoid all Bernice Hansen shorts. <laughs> no, I mean, I know for one, there's at least one short that she's in that we will have to watch because it also is the debut of Porky. So what did we think about the animation and the color? I think we talked a lot about the animation and the lack of energy. I like the the color hues, at least. I think uh, they're doing it. It's clear that they don't have full Technicolor, but I think that they're doing arguably a better job with the color they have than it felt like, to me at least, Warner Brothers was doing at the time. Yeah, I think the initial, like, scene in the home looked good. Some of the uh, elf colors were off to me. Like, there was 
a few elves that were just like really light in, in a way that wasn't pleasing to me, but you know, at least it was consistent within itself. So yeah, yeah, and and now that you think about it, I, there there were so many of the scenes that I feel like just had very muted colors, but. Now that you mention it, like with some with the elves and even the the queen that came in, overall I think the the color looked looked good. I think they're I think they're doing a good job with what they've got. Uh, what did we think about the sound design? I think th- I personally feel like the songs is probably the are st- probably the strongest part. Just like not that they're even amazing, but they're just like simple, sweet to listen to. They get stuck in your head a little bit, like perfectly fine. Yeah, I. I think what I wanted early on was more more kind of foley to the actions that they were doing. Usually in like the Disney shorts, they do a good job about incorporating that stuff with the music. But here he was cobbling his shoes and, and there wasn't any, and by he I mean the shoemaker, there wasn't any sound associated with what he was doing. So it felt lacking. And I and I did like the songs, like you know the the dunking dunking the little donut dunk, songs, dunk dunk. Yeah, what was that? Dunk dunk dunk. You use that as a clip uh, when you're dunking on a friend. <laughs> <laughs> That's free from me to you. Oh man. <laughs> That's great. I love it. Um, also, you know when they did in sync when when with the. With the elves making the shoes and the, you know, the hitting, especially the um, the tacks and the shoes and so forth. Uh, yeah, that was good. There's like extended uh, scenes where the elves are making the shoes of them. There, there was one that was uh, unpleasant with the uh, elf putting a bunch of tacks in his mouth yeah. and then his tooth would move up. As he spit spit it back into the shoe and, and, you know, hammering it down. But then there was one elf that was inside the shoe with, like, a headlamp that was waiting for the tax to come through. And it would uh, hit the the points into uh, to the side so that it wouldn't poke the person wearing the shoe. I think I like that one. Any other good ones? I think that was one of the better ones. And then we talked about the plate in the beginning. Yeah. Uh, I like that even though it reused animation, the tower of uh, elves who were looking at the door and running off. I like that the second time that they ran off, they ran the top one into a table. Yeah. Agreed. Yeah. It was the same up to the point where then they, the new thing hit the table and at least. You're like, oh, okay. At least we have a, a new payoff. Yes, exactly. I also liked the variety of shoes that they made. <laughs> Yeah, it's a really cool. Oh yeah, that like the waffle uh, print on on those one shoes. Yeah, they would just like put them in a waffle iron, basically. Yeah, yeah. I think the one where they were coloring the shoes, it felt like that went on a little long. Yeah, they had a whole mm. bunch of guys jumping on this stuff, and it's like I don't think you needed that many people. Right, you could have shown us with just one guy, and unless the shoe color changing corresponded. Mm. Like they pretty much after the first one got to the color that it was supposed to be. And it never changed. So if it, like, gradually got to the darkest color, I think that would have at least felt like it mattered. Yeah, yeah. Let's go on to the part that our podcast is named after. How's it hold up? So there are some unfortunate jokes in here. Um, There's a a 
pretty quick, almost easy to miss blackface joke. I missed um, that one. Yeah, Valerie missed it, um, which is with they're polishing the shoe or, or putting, they're like squirting black stuff onto the shoe. Yeah, and, polishing it. And the guy, guys are facing away from the camera. And so when you first see that, there's no like blackface joke. But then later uh, when all them of them start running because the the... Donuts. The, the donuts are ready or whatever. Uh, they they turn around and their faces are all covered and they have like a white, they have white like lips and like kind of the blackface look as they run off. Oh um, yeah, I fully missed that one because I was watching the bottle wondering if it was going to spill because it was on its side. Yeah, it yeah. left it on its side. So I wasn't looking at them at all. Yeah, so there's that. Uh, but then a, a more extended scene uh, involves very obvious visual um, and dialogue or the uh, way that they talk. Um, yeah. Jewish stereotypes. And I, there, there's some sort of thing that, that one of them says towards the end. Uh, I, I don't remember what the, it sounded like they were quoting something. So I don't know if they were along with being stereotypes, a reference to some other film or something. It feels like it. It, it felt like there was a reference there that we weren't getting. I, I can't really find much information on this, so I, I don't know. But that's what it felt like. Regardless, they were clear Jewish stereotypes, like the kind of balding head, really long hooked nose and stuff like that. And they were talking with kind of the the uh, Yiddish Jewish kind of accent. Um so definitely a harmful stereotype to some degree. I don't know the exact degree because I don't know if whatever they're seemingly referencing makes it better or worse. I genuinely have no idea, but it was off-putting. Yeah, and on top of that, they were writing in Hebrew as well. Like, oh, yeah, yeah. One character was calling out numbers, like they were measuring the shoe. And so the other one wrote something down and it was Hebrew and... Yeah, I I feel like it was a reference because you pointed out early in the short that there was a very obvious uh, Three Stooges reference. Yes. And you're like, that's timely for the time. Uh, And so it's like, if there's like a timely Three Stooges reference, this could be a timely reference to something else. But we don't know what. Yeah, no clue what. Uh, No clue how much the thing they're referencing does or doesn't hold up. Yeah, yeah, which is, it's kind of a a different, interesting thing outside of it. They don't seem to be doing anything particularly egregious. They're just measuring a shoe, but they are clear stereotypes that are, like, I would not be surprised if people are offended. Like, yeah, they're just clear exactly what you imagine a a Jewish stereotype would look like. Uh, That's what their faces look like. Right, right. And and that's uh, interesting in a different way in terms of, uh, you see a timely... Or you see a, a Three Stooges reference, and we recognize that because that is something that has stood the test of time. And then you see this, and if it is a reference to something, and, you know, it also says something that we don't recognize where it is coming from. Definitely. Let's talk about favorites and least favorites. What was your least favorite moment? Um, I, I think for me, it's certainly the the Jewish caricature scene. Uh, obviously, the blackface is also bad, but that one was blinking, you miss it. Whereas the the one with the Jewish caricatures goes on for like a bit. Like that, yeah. that's a good several second, like I don't know, 15, 20 second thing. Uh, yeah, that one. Yeah, it was really taking you out of it because you're just like, oh, they're doing this. You're like, is this from something? So yeah, I, I agree. And I also agree, I will, um, 
I will join that one because also you never saw those elves before. You never saw them after. It was just they're like, one what? scene yeah. joke characters. It's like what? Yeah. yeah. Uh, what was your favorite moment in the short? I mean, honestly, uh, probably Bernice Hansen singing "Dunk, Dunk, Dunk" the first time. It's just silly and cute, and it's and it's fairly memorable. Just the animation of her little character dunking a donut and singing that. I think I'm just gonna say that. The shoemaking scene, the one, I mean, not with the, um, not the part in, in spoiler, I mean, the, uh, in the house that hold up that we talked about, no, but where you have the little um, guy inside a shoe with a headlamp, um, and then the one, the guy right before that with the power tool, just some of the different things they did to make shoes, I think were really cute. I'll uh, agree with the guy inside the shoe. Who was your least favorite character? I, I guess the Jewish stereotypes. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know what's happening there and I don't like it. I mean, to be fair, of them, they they are like explicitly different characters versus some of the other ones that yeah, are like... Yeah, some of the other elves. W- one of the six same design or whatever. Right, right. Yeah, I didn't even see them when it was the donut call. <laughs> going, running to go no, get I think they donuts. were one, oh, yeah. one scene joke characters yeah, and gone so, after. Yeah, so yeah. they were my least favorite. Agreed. Who was your favorite character? Uh, I'll give it to Bernice Hansen's little elf. That's the first one you meet. I mean, I, the elf's probably a boy, but whatever. Yeah, I don't know. I I don't really have a favorite. Uh, the queen's design was pretty cool, but she wasn't there nearly enough. I had basically forgotten about her until you mentioned her. She bought like a dozen shoes. I had basically <laughs> forgotten about her. I Yeah, I guess I'll agree with the, the singing elf. I think I'm just going to go with the shoemaker because he was very generous. He he um, gave the biggest part of the donut to the little elf and um, he kept up a good little spirit uh, you know, or, you know, a good attitude despite his predicament. And yeah, I'll go with the, the shoemaker. Let's go on to our overall consensus and what we would rate it. Um, I don't recommend it. <laughs> <laughs> The opening was cool. The universal thing. I was like, you were just like excited to not see one that was one of the ones you've seen millions of times. This is true. This is true. Yeah. I think this is also tough because you feel like extra critical because it isn't one that we've seen a lot. Look, eventually he'll make Woody Woodpecker and then he'll be more on a standing to compete, but he's not there yet. Sure. That's fair. Uh, Yeah. I, I agree. I don't recommend it. It was Okay. I think for rating, uh, after after review with my colleagues here, <laughs> I think I'll give it. I love that. Uh, I'll yeah. I guess I'll give it a one point five. Looking back on everything else, or at least some of the more recent ones, but not too recent because I haven't been putting the ratings in. Uh, yeah, I guess I'll go one point five. I would agree. I'm going to go 1.5 and I'm not going to recommend. It's not terrible, but again, it's just, it's boring. Uh, 1.75. Yeah, it's, it's mostly perfectly fine. It's just kind of boring and a couple of egregious gags. Uh, Yeah, just it's, it's not really worth it. Thank you all very much for listening. Yeah, thank you. And next time we'll be going back to our pals Fleischer who are in color this time. Ooh. All right. See us then. Bye. 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 This has been How's It Hold Up with Danica Juarez and Jan James. 
You can find our podcast on Twitter at How's It Hold Up Pod. That's with each word capitalized and no apostrophe. Also, if you'd like to support us, we have a Patreon. You can find us at patreon.com slash user question mark U equals 279-0566. Every little bit helps, and even with a minimum pledge, you get access to things you won't hear in our main podcast feed. Check it out for more info. The two pieces of music used in this episode were created by Kevin McLeod. You can find both The Curtain Rises and Cool Cats at incomptech.com. That's I-N-C-O-M-P-E-T-E-C-H.com. Both songs were licensed under Creative Commons by Attribution 3.0. More info on that can be found at http colon slash slash creativecommons.org slash licenses slash by slash 3.0. Thanks for listening. with the headlamp yeah like a um, good headlamp yeah <laughs> um some real dad energy right there <laughs> you know it <laughs> i went to uh, home depot to look at washers and then i i uh took a walk down the power tool aisle <laughs> that's my wife oh my god i love power tools <laughs> You're power power tool lesbian over here <laughs> <laughs> that's great